Welcome to Kids for a Quid, the football show presented by kids. Welcome back to Kids for a Quid. This is the fourth episode. My name is Raven and I'm a Nottingham Forest fan. My name is Elliot and I'm a Chelsea fan. And I am Chris, Elliot Marie's dad. I'm a Forest fan. So here we are. It's our episode four. Excuse me. Game week six in the Premier League. So uh, lots of things to go about. So as we normally do, um, you've heard the boys say which clubs they support. So we'll do the little roundup of these two teams here. So let's look at Chelsea and Potchwatch. Elliot, what's going down in uh, in Chelsea uh, at Chelsea this week? Well, I was less than impressed. Okay, why is that? We lost one 0 Yeah, but you do that all the time. Hey! <laughs> So, what were you not impressed about this week? Just the lack of accuracy that we showed. Okay. And I think if we don't do something soon, stick some wins in the onion bag. <laughs> <laughs> stick some balls in the onion bag, some points on the board. Okay, yeah. Oh, are you thinking now that if it carries on like this for a little bit longer, that Mr. Potch might be um, joining that long list of... Uh, Chelsea managers no more. Mr. Flopsh. Flopchettino. Wow. Maurizio Flopchettino. Wow. Elliot, Elliot, you should write headlines for the tabloids with a, with things like that. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. So you're not happy with Chelsea's performance this week. How much of it, though, do you think was down to Gusto sending off? None at all. Okay. Wow. Okay. Strong words. You're, you're on a proper anti-Flopchino roll, aren't you, today? So you think that just literally if they'd have had 12 players on, 15 players, they still wouldn't have won? No. Again, I think it's our, our ability. We don't have a proper striker, and obviously now Jackson's suspended <coughs> yeah, five that's yellows in five games. It's an interesting stat, isn't it? Six Premier League games, one goal, five yellow cards, and now he's banned for the next game, which means do you think they're going to turn to Broja or do you think they're going to play Cole Palmer up front? Turn to Broja. It's daft, isn't it? 50 million quid for Cole Palmer, and you're not going to play him. I know it's daft, but... I'm not, no, I'm not saying you're daft. I'm Because I'm I'm you don't make the decisions yet. But you know what they say, you're only a phone call away from being a Chelsea manager. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think the only reason I trust Brozier more is because I've seen him in a Chelsea shirt, whereas okay. Cole Palmer, he's only come on... As a substitute. Against Forest. And I don't think he's ready for 90-minute games yet. It's a difficult one because, I mean, I think he I think he's, he's one of Chelsea's brightest sparks. When they bring him on, I, th- I think he creates a lot. And certainly when he came on against Forest, he looked dangerous. And he, he looked a lot more dangerous. I think, like, Jackson could still be out there now and wouldn't have scored against Forest. Whereas I think Cole Palmer was more of a threat. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So your weekend was pretty much flatlining because of... Chelsea losing at home to Villa 1-0 and is there an end inside? Do you think you're turning around the game around at Fulham on Monday night next week? Are you turning it around or are we going to be sat in here next week where you're going, that's it, Flop Chitino has got to go? Well, I think if I'm not saying we're close to January but if it gets to January and we're still not scoring goals, we need a striker. I think. I, yeah, absolutely. And I'd imagine you've probably gone through three more managers the rate that you do. So, okay, right. So, we're going to head over to the Etihad. But before we head over to the Etihad, 
just rewind your memories, everybody. Rewind those memories of yours because in episode one, Reuben had said that it was a uh, city were at home to Fulham, and I was very, very cocksure and said, no, 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 it was definitely at Craven Cottage. And I said I would bring Rue a bag of Haribo sweets. Well, guess what, Rue? I forgot the sweets for the third week running. But I'm acknowledging on air that I was absolutely wrong. I owe you a bag of Haribo. So do you want Star Mix, Super Mix, or Tang Fastix? Okay, we're not sponsored by Haribo. But Haribo, if you want to send us some stuff, help us out here. Um, so Forrest... Um, I'm jealous <laughs> now. Well, you might get to chess and you never know. No. Um, <laughs> so Forrest travelled uh, to Manchester. Not had much joy in Manchester since been back in the Premier League not won a game up there yet um, Forest versus or Man City versus Forest Rue what what was going on um, nothing <laughs> <laughs> well apart from the first in the first 14 minutes you're right nothing went on for Forest but 14 minutes in what was going on what was the score after 14 minutes 1-0 two. 2-0 two 2-0 I was like when it pinged onto my egg I was like Gosh, City are 2-0 up. Yeah, and two avoidable goals. Sloppy defending from Forrest. Um, Harland, uh, he could have he could have unpacked a sun lounger, stayed there for a week and no one would have marked him. Aurier got caught watching the ball, left in the middle. Harland came in, Bolly nowhere to be seen. Header, very similar to last season, really frustrating. So 2-0 up and you think, oh, were you thinking, is this going to be another 6-0? No, you I weren't. I think it was going to be another I think it was going to be a four-nil. I was worried. I, 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 when I saw the the pings coming through, I was thinking that we're gonna we could take a hide in here, which will be really damaging to goal difference and confidence. So we hang on to half time, forty-sixth minute. What Rodri happens? Gets sent off. What madness that was, wasn't it? What do you think of it? I think it was a definite red card. So there's lots of people on um, social media and on TV and saying the things that oh, Morgan Gibbs White dived and he was play acting. When you see the picture of the still. When Rodri's got both of his hands around Gibbs White's neck, it looks really clear cut. When you see it in sort of standard motion and it's a shove, but it's to the neck, it does look a little bit different. But what do you think, boys? Do you think that's a fair way to play football? No, no. definitely not. So do you think? Do you think it's a red card then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You do not play football like that. Absolutely not. And VAR checked it. And again, we know VAR sometimes can be a little bit up, a little bit down, depending on your badge. Um, but they checked it. And they said, yeah, definite red card. So, But the thing from that was then 45 minutes against 10 men and City just held out. I think we should have... It should have been 2-1. Forrest tried and tried, but it doesn't it go to show how good of a team Manchester City are that they can hold another Premier League team for 45 minutes and not concede a goal with 10 men? Yeah, I think it shows the depth that he's got as well because... Now that Rodri's gone, like Calvin Phillips is going to get a chance. A lot of other players are going to... And and to have a team that's got Cal- someone like Calvin Phillips on the bench, was £80 million worth of talent just sat on your bench? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, it's, it's nuts to think that they've got that level of, of a squad that they can just do that week in, week out. But fair play to them is, is, is what they've got. So any other games this week that there might have been a few goals in? Newcastle versus Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield United versus Newcastle. Yeah, so down at Bramall Lane, the Blaines got blunted, didn't they, Rue? Tell us about it. 
uh, yeah, you showed me a picture. It was back to boring. But this, <laughs> this, this lady was sat down in the seat reading her book. Yeah, I don't know if, if, if mm. listeners, if you've seen that on social media, there was a, uh, when it was 7-0, the camera uh, cut away to a Sheffield United fan, bless her, and she was actually sat there reading a book. <laughs> That's how bad it had got that she turned to her book. I just hope the book was more exciting than the game because... <laughs> Maybe she was reading the... Um, what's it? Program. It could have been. Maybe maybe some sort of defensive tactic guide <laughs> and she was going to pass it on to Jack Robinson and see if he could help. Elliot, what did you make of that scoreline? Did you expect that score? No. I actually thought, after Sheffield United's performance at Spurs, <laughs> OK, <coughs> Sheffield United might get a point. <coughs> but they absolutely got a run... A run uh, that showed just the quality between the newly promoted side and the Champions League side. I think you're right. I think there was a huge golfing class there, wasn't there? And uh, and there were some odd goal scorers though for Newcastle, wasn't there? Is almost Dan half the defence had scored. Dan Burn, Botman, Botman, yeah, Sean Longstaff, and assists. Kieran Trippier. Three, three, he- three assists, but all headers. What? How nuts is that? That is so nuts. That is so nuts. And also, eight goals, eight different goal scorers. No one scored twice. And eight it's different goal scorers. That's a really good though. I hadn't even noticed that, Elliot. And also, it's Sheffield United's biggest ever league defeat margin in their entire history. <laughs> so those players have got to wear that now. They are responsible yeah. for the biggest loss ever in Sheffield United's history. So, how do those players come back from that? What what, what do they have to do in the next game? Because they've got a tough game. They're away to West Ham. What are we thinking? Uh, they've got to put their strongest, I mean, their best, 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 best team out there. So, you think they should put their best team out? Right, okay. Um, Elliot, you're now Paul Heckingbottom. It's before the game. You're in there with your team. What are you telling them? You don't have to I'm do his Yorkshire pick- accent. I, uh, I'm i not picking any of you. You were so bad, I am not picking any of you at all for the next match. Wow, so you're, you're sacking the team. You're basically going, right, the kids are coming in, the reserves are coming in, the starting 11, you're not even playing today. Yeah. Wow, okay. I don't want to cross Elliot. All right, Rue, give, give us your best Paul Heckingbottom. What are you thinking? Perform your best out there. Don't let Newcastle score. Right, that was quite an accurate impression there. I quite like that as well. You didn't blame anyone. That's what Heckingbottom normally does. He blames someone for it. So, uh, oh, I sound like a bit of Forest fan, don't I? Um, okay, right. So, other games. So, there was a, I think there was a little game going on in North London on Sunday. It was the dark. Oh, Elliot's <laughs> microphone's taking the turn for the worst. Just like Chelsea, it's nosediving the wrong way. Hang on, we've got our expert on hand. Let's say never work with children, animals, or rogue microphones. Um, no. So um, I'm not even going to bother editing that out. I'm going to keep it in. Um, no. So, so North London derby: Spurs versus uh, sorry, Arsenal versus Spurs. Um, thoughts? Uh, I think it was a good game. Yep. Good, good game. I think. Spurs perform their best. Arsenal perform their best. Okay, Elliot, what do you think? Well, it obviously it was two unbeaten sides, but I also think there was also some like <coughs> belief about both teams going into this game. 
where usually like there's belief around one and then dismay around the other. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a really good sort of um, a good thought because it tends to be normally one of those teams is doing really well, the other one's struggling. It's not often that they're both kind of rallying, you know, against each other. For there's always pride at stake in these derby games, but they're not, you know, jostling for position sometimes. So um, yeah, I, th- I think a two or two or draw was fair. What did you make of um, Romero's handball and the penalty, Ruben? Uh, I think it wasn't a handball. Okay. Because I think Madison went down first, should have been a free kick to Spurs. Okay. Shouldn't have been a penalty to Arsenal. So, so when it touched Romero's arm, do you think that that was just in a natural position and it wasn't? He wasn't in trying to stop the ball. Okay. He and was not trying to stop the ball. He was he was lunging to try and. Mm, Stop the ball with his feet. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think. And then Saka's penalty, cool as ice, wasn't it? Straight down the middle. That's cheeky, Whoa. isn't it? And then didn't he do? Um, he did. Um, Madison's dart celebration, didn't he? Oh yeah. As a bit he of what? Apparently, those two in the last England camp, they were having a bit of banter together, and that's why Saka was taking the Mickey by doing his presentation. But then, fast forward fifty seconds, and all of a sudden, the Spurs fans are celebrating again. Press the fast. Oh. Oh, it's a rewind button, not a fast forward. I haven't got that. Um, sorry. Low bu- <laughs> we're low budget here at Kids for a Quid. Um, yes. But fast forward, and then you've got um, what What happens? Kick off, the ball goes to who? Jorginho. And what does Jorginho do? He gives it straight to Madison. Madison squares it to Son. 2 2. He goes and does the darts. And, and the. Um, the, no, the ball that um Saka. the ball that gets lost, he just seems to get caught in Jorginho's feet. He can't get the ball out of his feet, and how quick that front two of Spurs went. Also seeing Brennan Johnson um coming up on the far right hand side of supports. They were so quick in breaking. A two two. A fair result? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. Other games to talk about. Is was there any games that you didn't think well went the way that you didn't think they would go this weekend, Elliot? Everton v Brentford. Yep, so Brentford d- versus Everton. So down at the GTEC Community Stadium, Brentford yet to win a game at home. Roll on Everton, not scoring many goals, yet to win this season. And you think, well, that's a that's a dead cert for Brentford to win, isn't it? And then what happens? Well, a bit, uh, a bit of, let's call it a Frank fiasco. A Frank, a uh, Thomas Frank. Oh, Elliot's full of these headlines today. These. These puns. That you, you. If, if anyone's from from a media company listening, they're probably going like, right, wait until he's sixteen, get him on work experience, and then he can come and write write a pun headlines for us. Yeah, Thomas Frank um, talked a really good game on Monday night um, about tactics and things like that um, when he was a guest on Sky Sports uh, for the Forest Burnley game, and then completely failed to execute any of those in his own game on Sunday. Um, so, what do we think? Was was has it been a long time coming? Do we think that's basically Everton? You know they've been they've been waiting for that game, and now this is the the turnaround for Everton, or or was it that Brentford were bad? Which one? Everton switched on. Brentford switched off. Ooh, okay, Ruth. Bit of manager talk there. We like that. So what are we? What, what what's happening next for each of these teams? Are we thinking we're going to see Everton Ever- now? Confidence moving up the table. Yep. I think. Don't yeah. nod your head on a podcast, Rue, because people can't hear you <laughs> nodding your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Everton are going to co- progress. They're getting more confident now. Yeah, okay. More confident. Brentford 
turn switching off like I just said. So do you think Brentford are going to, you know, are going to become a bit of a more of a mid-table, lower mid-table team? Or do you think this is just a blip and Thomas Frank will have them finally tuned again and ready to go? Both. So what, what? why didn't Brentford score goals? I think part of it was the injury to Rico Henry. Yeah, was... they've had to change the way that they play. Haven't they a really important player to them. But also... Sharda was injured in the warm-up. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's he's been a decent player for them as well. Just going slightly off topic, though, as well. We're talking about Brentford. So we might as well mention that um, the, the guy who seems to know everything about every single football transfer ever, Fabrizio Romano, um, has uh, mentioned this week that an Ivan, uh, Ivan Tony, not an Ivan Tony, <laughs> the Ivan Tony, <laughs> uh, that Ivan Tony might be leaving Brentford uh, in January time when he's allowed to play again. And the two clubs that might be looking at him? Arsenal um, and my club, Chelsea. No, Floppuccino's Chelsea, um, and Arteta Mikla, <laughs> Arsenal team. Oh, you, it was going so well with the first one, Ray. It was going so well. Amazing, <laughs> amazing Arteta's Arsenal. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so there's, there's, um, there's chances for... Um, for him to go to either, either one of those clubs. When we were chatting about this earlier, we were saying that I think either of those clubs would be a really good fit for Ivan Tony because well, Chelsea in desperate need for a striker. Go on, Ray, say what you're going to say. Um, I You said earlier that <laughs> Arsenal were in desperate need for a striker. Well, I, I think they're in desperate need for a, a, a quality backup or a player that can really challenge Ivan Tony, uh, can challenge uh, Jesus <laughs> because Ivan Tony scores goals. And at the moment, Arsenal got relying on Ketia and Jesus and Havertz, and I'm not convinced. Rue, you got your hand up in the air. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Cool, good, strong agreeing there. Elliot, what do you think? Where do you think Tony's going to stay at Brentford? Do you reckon he'll end up at Chelsea or Al Nasir or somewhere like that? In the summer, he'll move, but maybe not in January. Okay. I think he'll want to play. I think he'll want to play another six months with the club he knows, and then. Get a whole season with a different club. Well, that's a good shout because I suppose if you if you're moving in January and you're moving to a club like Chelsea, especially um, after you've been suspended. Well, yeah, and I mean he's he's still training, but obviously he'll be ready and fit and raring to go. So we'll have a lot more fitness and energy than most people because he won't have played half a season. But if you're going to a club like Chelsea, that let's say for argument's sake they're like they were last season. Um, you're not guaranteed Champions League football. So does that become a big decision between I want to play for Arsenal because I know they're going to get in the Champions League or I want to play for Chelsea where I might not? And you make that decision in January or do you make that decision in the summer when you know where they're going to be playing? I think another key point as well is that I think he'll be going, well, at Chelsea, I'll basically be getting guaranteed game time. Yeah. If, like... Let's say, poor Nkunku in the in the first game in the Premier League gets injured again. Oh, wouldn't that be sad? That'd be terrible. He's had <laughs> such a sort of a hard time of it already. Then to come on and get injured, we, we we certainly hope that doesn't happen. We don't wish injury on any place. So it's been an eventful week in the Premier League, hasn't it? And there was again another dodgy decision at the uh, the Luton Wolves game with a penalty. What do we think about that one? It bounced off his foot he could do nothing about it it came off his foot and it just bounced up but once again VAR is showing there well it wasn't necessarily two big clubs was it it was just 
it yeah, was just I, a freak decision. I think it's one of those where it's only um, some of us that probably are the smaller clubs that get a little bit annoyed with the uh, the big clubs and it just becomes that, oh, it's a big club mentality. You're only joking when you say that. But yeah, I, I think Gary uh, O'Neill had a really, really good point when he, he was saying about, you know, I can't understand the rules because last year we had one given against us, um, uh, one that was disallowed for us last season, exactly the same thing. And now this season it's given. It, it doesn't make any sense. Do the referees know what they're doing? Postacoglu said a similar thing. He said, I can't understand the handball rule after the Romero handball. It's worrying, isn't it? If, if you know, it's us mere people from the outside watching it don't have to have the same level of knowledge that those Premier League managers and players do. And yet if the Premier League managers and players are coming out and saying, you know, we don't understand what's going on with it. Does it mean that there's, there's something really wrong with refereeing in the Premier League at the moment? I think Howard Webb, the head of the refereeing society. Soci- <laughs> refereeing society. Yeah, that's a real thing. No, it isn't. <laughs> hey, welcome to the refereeing society. My name's Howard. Here's your book. Take a seat. You're right. Oh, Elliot's struggling with a ref now. Have you, do you know? Do you know um, Howard's brother? <laughs> Spider. Oh, we're on dad joke central here, right? Um, okay, I, f- I think we'll, we'll we'll leave the game game week game week six bit there for the moment. Don't forget, there's two other games, dude. Oh, oh dude, thank you. Uh, yeah, so there is uh, Liverpool West Ham and Brighton Bournemouth, dude. Yeah, so Liverpool sneaking up there, aren't they? Yeah. Coming up in second place now. I put a good good um good set of results together and then um the first well the first couple of well, well, 20 minutes in when um Bournemouth Brighton when Bournemouth, uh, Brighton goalkeeper made an absolute howler didn't he yeah what happened oh uh, the goalie's done an absolute stinker there and he got it back to Solanke who smashes it in and Bournemouth lead it's it's south coast misery for Brighton Okay, thanks, Elliot. There was a commentary in there. It was good, strong, um, and then an own goal from Bournemouth just before half time, and it's uh, and it's all square. And then Brighton go on power through, poor, and they poor, end up in third. Goal. It was it was a bit of a Neto should have come for the ball. There was a bit of a communication error between the two, uh, the defender and the keeper, and it's in. So yeah, there we go. Some really good games this week. So I am going to do the full time whistle this time, and then we're going to move on to our next topic. Okay, so. Topic two. We had European football last week, didn't we? Yeah. And yeah. you boys have picked three games that you want to talk about. So what's the first game you want to talk about? Newcastle versus AC Milan. Okay, hit us with that. What, what's your thoughts on uh, the Geordies in uh, Milan? What Boy. is your thoughts, Elliot? Please? Okay, see what Rue did there. He was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, then I'm going to make Elliot answer the question because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Elliot, what are your thoughts on New, uh, Milan versus Newcastle? Ruben, what are your thoughts on Milan versus Newcastle? What are your thoughts on Newcastle versus Milan, Elliot? Have I got any um, (laughs) sound bites that I can... Oh, yeah, that will do. (laughs) We'll ask the sea lion instead, shall we? Sea lion, what's your thoughts? Okay, right. Start again. Okay, so 
Newcastle, first time back in the Champions League for a very long time. Really tough draw. Group, Paris Saint-Germain, Dortmund and Milan. Newcastle go away to Milan and they draw at San Siro 0-0. Is that a good result? Yeah! Sorry? Yes. Okay, right. It is a good result. Okay. And did they play well? Did they deserve to win? Did Milan deserve to win? Newcastle deserved to win. Okay. What? Oh, disagreement here. Milan controlled the game. What are you talking about, my dear brother? <laughs> my dear brother. No, <laughs> so, Newcastle controlled the game, dude. Okay, right. So we've got a difference of opinion here. So yeah, I, I think there was there was there was a lot of stuff that I I haven't seen the game, but I read a lot of stuff to say that um sorry, Rude, but Milan dominated the game. They had lots of chances, and uh, um yeah, new but do, but to be fair, do I get Haribo now because I got it right? I'm not a Haribo vending machine here. Um, <laughs> So the next game you guys wanted to talk about was Bayern Munich versus Manchester United. Uh, Elliot, what do we think? In Munich, obviously, Harry Kane in a parallel universe could have been playing for the other team. That's right, yeah. If, if he'd have chased to sign for United in the summer, it could have been a completely different thing, couldn't it? Well, I think he'd have had harder time in the life shirt of Man United because he's just ripping up Germany. Mm. Okay, Rue. So it was a 4 3 scoreline in favour of Bayern Munich. Was it as close as it sounded, or was the game a bit more open than that? Open! It was an open game. Okay. Open! So um, there was a, a late flurry of goals, wasn't there, which kind of made it um, it sound it seem a lot more uh, a, a lot more tighter uh, fought contest than it actually was. Did you see any of the um, highlights from the game on this one, boys? Uh, no. I saw. Anana and Hoyland. <coughs> I saw Anana's first. I saw Anana's first was, right. Okay. Goal yep. And Hoyland's equaliser. Okay. I saw none of it. You saw none of it. Okay. So, so it's just you and Daddy on it, Elliot. Okay. So on this one, um, yeah, United seemed to be very, very flat and very, very. Not out of their depth, but they didn't really compete with Munich for quite long periods of the game, and it just all sort of came to a head at the end where they got a couple of goals back. Fernandez got, a, 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 I think it was Casemiro actually got a, got sort of a late late goal and it made it four three. But it didn't feel like um, United at any point were were hassling um, um, Munich were hassling uh, United were hassling Munich at any point. It really did feel like it was all one way traffic. So the third game you've chosen is. Brighton versus AK Athens over in the Europa League. Okay, so Europa League, Brighton, first time out. How did it go? They lost 3 2. Yeah, okay. So, not the game that Brighton were thinking. And, and let's, let's be fair to um, Athens. They came to one of the Premier League grounds, which is hardest to pick a point up at, you know, at the moment, third in the league. And they came away with all three points uh, in in the in the uh, in the Europa League. That's that's an amazing performance from Athens, isn't it? And the only reason Brighton scored was because of penalties. And I have to point out as well the first Athens goal that corner was put in, and this guy, I think he was French, just did a weird header thing. <laughs> a weird header a thing. A diving <laughs> header. What are where, you talking where, where about? Are you, was a salmon let's just put okay it like he rose like a salmon i love that okay oh. yeah rose like a salmon to 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 
gently caress the ball into the back of the onion bag. We love, we love that. Okay, so great result for Athens. Uh, not quite the uh, the debut in the tournament that Brighton were were hoping for, but again, it's in in these European games, it's game week one, so there's a lot more football to be played. Lots of teams will move up and down in these leagues, and it'll be interesting to see where we are on Groups. the next game week in the uh, in the group. All right, so we're on to our third topic, and it's the return this week of the Carabao Cup. Um, for some of our older listeners, you may remember it as the League Cup, or the Carling Cup, or the <laughs> Worthington's or, Cup, or the, or the Littlewoods Cup, Cup, or the was Cap- it Capital One Cup at some time. Yeah. Was it? I'll yeah. have to check up on that. I might owe you some Haribo. I don't think it was. No, um, more given out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so anyway, it's the League Cup, as as, as oldies would refer to it as the League oldies. Cup. Um, it's the it's the return of the Carabao sponsored League Cup, um, and there's some cracking games on um, this week. Um, Rue, which game are you most looking forward to this week? Chelsea versus Brighton and Crystal Palace versus Manchester United. Yeah, two all <coughs> Premier League uh, clashes there. Um, who do you think's going through out of each of those? Brighton and. Crystal Palace. Okay, so you don't say those dirty <laughs> words on the podcast. <laughs> so you think that you think that Palace are going to beat Bright? Uh, Palace are going to beat Man United. Okay, I wow. I think Man United are going to start heating in goal. You reckon? Do you, do you think um, that um, Palace will start Henderson in goal? Uh, Pat Henderson against his old club. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. And he, sa- he saves the win in penalty. Oh, what? what, what? what? And then, then celebrates in front Dean of the United Henderson. fans. Imagine no, that. No, Dean imagine Henderson. Him doing, oh, imagine him putting his fingers in his ears <laughs> like he did to the Wolves fans. Yeah, wow. Dean Penderson. Dean Penderson, Elliot. Yeah, Dean Penderson. Okay, and then obviously you, you think Brighton are going to go to the bridge and they're going to get a result there against Chelsea. Elliot, obviously not so keen on that. But again, this is another important thing, isn't it? So it's Poch again. It, you know, if... He's not flopped Chichino yet, right? Let's give him a bit more time. But if, if, if Chelsea get knocked out, uh, you know, that this is a real, real turning point for them again, isn't it? Because if they're knocked out of the league, and if he puts if he puts a strong team out and they get knocked out, what's what's that going to say? We, we're going to get absolutely battered this season. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's a really important game. A, a lot of people, I think, look at the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, and say it's not really that important anymore because you don't tend to get a lot of prizes from it. You get a trophy, but it's not really a trophy that everyone, all the big big clubs are focused on. So, But it could be really pivotal for Chelsea's season, couldn't it? Yeah. I reckon if Chelsea don't win, it's their goalie and their defence that needs to be changed. Okay. Needs to get a new backline. New goalkeeper. Well, they've got Kepa over in yeah, Kepa, Madrid, in Madrid alone isn't it, yeah. from Real Madrid. Mm, yeah, from Chelsea. What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I think it could be pivotal, but the only reason we got knocked out of it last year was because we were playing Man City. And we were under Paul Rold. I got sacked after seven yeah, months. But, Graham but w- Potter. But we're talking about the, the same thing could happen this year because you, you're playing against Brighton. And let's, let's be honest, Brighton at the moment, top three, they're really good form. It's a really important game, isn't it? It's, it's, it's one that Chelsea don't, don't really dare to lose. Pochettino must be feeling a bit of pressure now. Uh, yes, definitely. I think there's two games in in the draw that I'm really looking forward to. One is up at St James's Park, uh, Newcastle entertaining 
Manchester City. I think that's going to be a great game as long as both teams go at it. And there's another game in um, in Carabao Cup where I, Ipswich are at home to Wolves. And uh, Ipswich are absolutely flying in the championship at the moment. And I fancy there to be a bit of a turnover there. I, I reckon Ipswich might uh, might take Wolves take Wolves uh, down on that one. What do you reckon? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow from Rue. <laughs> but, but a Premier League side facing against a championship <laughs> side. Well, a newly promoted championship side. The third in the league or second in the league I at the moment? They're either third or second. Yeah, I, I think Ipswich just play really good football. And um, yeah, I, I think I think I, I fancy Ipswich to, to win. You can laugh, but I think you're right. Well, well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Go on, laugh. Um, I I think you're right. Ipswich are gonna win three to one. What? Ipswich three, Wolves one. Oh, I I, I thought you said three <laughs> two one, like you were counting down. I was like, what? Three. Three, three to one. I see. I see what you did there. Okay, I was confused then. Okay. Um. Yeah. Other get other not- notable ties. Liverpool. Um. Entertaining recently relegated Leicester. Um. Could be an interesting tie Brent there as well. Take on Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal. It's Brentford Arsenal, isn't it? Um. And it's Luton are playing away at Exeter. Exeter. So yeah, there's some really good ties. We're, we're looking forward to that. Maybe we'll have a look back in on those. Um. And uh, next week. It's time for episode four. Feature, 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 feature. That sounded very dramatic, Daddy. Thank you. I've been working on that all week. What? (laughs) Okay, right. (laughs) So, (laughs) we decided we were going to talk about winners and losers, Mm. didn't we? So, you guys have got... um, Together, your predictions for who's going to pick up silverware for this season. So, we'll start with... Elliot, Elliot, who are you thinking is going to win the Premier League this season? Inevitable, isn't it? It's Man City. I thought you said Everton then. <laughs> right, I okay. said inevitable. So Manchester City for Elliot Rue, what are you thinking? Liverpool. Okay, yeah, Liverpool silently sneaking up there in the background. A City too strong for Liverpool? Do we think Liverpool have got the legs to carry on? Have they got the depth in their squad to challenge City the whole way? Yes. Rue says yes. Elliot says no. Okay, all right. Bit of so, a... That is only our opinion. It is only your opinion and we'll only know at the end of the season. Yeah. Okay, so next lot of silverware up for grabs, the FA Cup. Elliot, who do you think is going to lift that beautiful historic trophy this season? Liverpool. Liverpool for Elliot. Rue, what are you thinking? Forest. What? The Gunners. The Gunners. You think Arsenal are going to win it this season? Okay. All right. The League Cup stroke Carabao Cup, Littlewoods Cup. Carabao. Capital One, One Cup, apparently Cup. Worthington Cup, yeah. Capital One Cup, Carling you need Cup. to check that. Yeah, I'm going to check that, don't you worry about it. I'll uh, get Harry Bow if I'm right. You do, well, yeah, Rooster waiting for his, so yeah, you might you might get some. Um, anyway, League Cup winners, who do you reckon this season? Brighton. Brighton, okay. Brighton. Two for Brighton, think they're going to win the league. Could you imagine if next week, if Chelsea had knocked them out? Oh, oh, both both your predictions down I, the pan. I'd be cheering, but... <laughs> no, no, if I had oh, that, no, I'd be I like... Oh, no, I shouldn't have gone with that one. Oh. And I, I'd just go, okay, I'm going to go for Liverpool then. So are you changing your mind to Liverpool now, are you? No, if uh, Brighton leaves. Right, so you're changing your prediction if Brighton leaves. Right, okay, I see. I, li- I like that. So now, Champions League. So this is the big one. This is the, the, the big <laughs> prize in Europe. Uh, Manchester City, current holders... Who do we think is going to win Champions League this season? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich for Elliot. 
Bayern Munich because they're a strong side. Got Harry Kane. I think they're definitely going to win it. Okay, so lots of people are saying this. And when I was looking at who I'd pick, Bayern Munich were up there. But again, the depth, the quality of Manchester City's squad. And you, you look at that and you think, is that better? Is the Bayern Munich squad better than the Man City squad? Bayern Munich squad. Yeah? No. I- it is no Again, money. just my opinion, but I, like, if I was choosing, I, I would think City are going to retain it. Wow. I think the runners-up are going to be City. Well, I- if City do retain it, it'll be the first English club to retain the Euro- um, the European Cup or Champions League since Forrest did it in the late 70s. Um, so, the back to the Premier League, and we're going to talk about the relegation battle. Who do we think is going down this season? So, bear in mind, we're only six games in, but your first impressions of seeing these teams, Elliot, who do you think is going to be in that bottom three? Luton. Okay. Sheffield United and... Everton. Everton, okay, right. Wow, okay, we'll talk about that in a sec. Rue, who's your bottom three this season? Bournemouth. No, no, cut Bournemouth out. Luton, Sheffield, no, Luton, Mm. Burnley, and Chelsea. Wow, okay, so Rue's predicting (laughs) Chelsea are going down. So, wow, there's there's some some very, very irate Everton and Chelsea fans that are going to be battering us with emails at some point, I imagine. So, not sure what that was. Um, So... Rue, are you just saying that you think Chelsea are going to go down to wind Elliot up, or do you genuinely think Chelsea are going to get relegated? I think Flop Chatino's going to make them go down. Okay, wow. All right. Wow. Okay, right. So, on the flip side to that, three teams through the Premier League trapdoor, and then three teams walk into this land of opportunity. Which three teams are coming up from the Championship? Elliot, what you got? Leicester, Norwich, Ipswich. Okay, Leicester, Norwich, and Ipswich. Rue. Ipswich, yep. Plymouth Argyle, and Southampton. Southampton, wow. Okay, so there's there's some real mixtures there, isn't there? Plymouth play great football. They're they're holding their own in, in the championship now, which is great to see. Um, Ipswich play fantastic football. Again, really good club on the bounce from being promoted last season. A couple of teams in there that are kind of just starting to kick into life. Leeds starting to get a bit of performances together, moving up that table. Leicester, top of the league, doing really well. And Southampton, not really clicking at the moment. have lost two or three in a row now. So, a lot to play for in the Championship. As we know, Forest fans certainly being in the Championship for so long, we know that any team can beat any team on any day. And it's such an interesting league. So, long way to go with that one. I'm sure there'll be... Not like the Premier League. Well, Premier League's slightly different, isn't it? But... Um, we know that in that in that championship, a lot of things can happen. A lot of changes can happen. Um, it, you know, it's sort of over over a course of a season. But it will sure be interesting to to at the end of the season come back and have a listen to our predictions or your predictions here, and let's uh, let's see how many you got right. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Keep tuning in. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Kids for a Quid, the football podcast by kids.